Our guest today is Porsche Works driver Joshua Rogers. Winner of several sim racing titles, including the 24 Hours of Le Mans Virtual 2020 and the Porsche Esports Super Cup 2021, Joshua has made it to the highest levels of esports. Live from the 100th 24 Hours of Le Mans, Joshua talks to us about bridging the gap between real racing and sim racing. He also discusses what it takes to compete, to stay hungry, and to excel in the esports. I'm Theo van den Bruecke. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. Joshua Rogers, thank you so much for joining me at The Edge. It's very exciting to have you here. Maybe just to give a little bit of context to the noise going on in the background, do you want to tell us where you are? Yeah, hey, uh, nice to, to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, at the moment, I'm in Le Mans. Uh, sitting in uh, a room above the, the pit garages, so there's going to be quite a bit of uh, background noise, a bit of echoing, some nice uh, Porsche Carrera Cup cars going around at the moment. Uh, it's a nice sound. Yeah, it's an amazing sound. What a backdrop. Um, can you, for those uninitiated, maybe just explain what exactly esports is and how driving is placed within it? Um, yeah, so essentially esports is um, electronic sports. Uh, so think of it as... Um, you know, a competitive uh, platform where, um, you know, people can test their skills online. Sometimes the the sport in question is something that does exist in the real world. Other times it's not. Obviously, in my case of, um, of sim racing, there is that uh, real world parallel, um, which is obviously what's going on around me at the moment. Um, so, yeah, you know, a, a sim racing is um, a relatively, I suppose, new esports um it's been around for quite some time um but it's uh not been too long since it's been properly elevated um to a proper kind of esports status uh with uh ren sport and the slr one um so yeah it's uh it's just honestly it's uh racing cars virtually um in a simulator instead of uh in the real thing but um yeah it's lots of fun and uh there's lots of elements in it too it's it's uh there's so much to it I'm really intrigued to know how the kind of broader racing community both perceives and supports esports. Can you kind of talk about the support and recognition that you as an esports driver has have received? Um, yeah, it's been great. Honestly, it's uh, at least now for sure where um, sim racing is much more, uh, I guess, uh, accepted as an esport. Um, there's lots of parallels now. Obviously, you know, Porsche is, is involved um, with the, the collaboration with Coenda Esports. And um, yeah, as a result, we're able to kind of bridge the uh, bridge the two. Obviously, uh, sim racing as an esport itself, it needs to shine on its own, and that's exactly what it's doing. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's plenty of connection to the real world um, from the uh, I guess you know paddock perspective. There's lots of um, appreciation for it. Um, obviously, it is different. You know, it's uh, it's takes a, a slightly different skill set. Obviously, driving a car is is very similar, um, but you have a few set less senses to work on um, and as a driver you tend to do a little bit more of the work um, you know you're essentially a, a strategist a driver and an engineer um, all in one uh, I guess that's how you could say so um, yeah there's, there's plenty of respect from that part um, and honestly lots of the the, um, the drivers here this weekend also partake in sim racing whether it's um, competitive large events or simply just uh, doing it for fun to um, kind of try and uh improve their race weekends so uh yeah there's obviously lots that comes together with that um and as a result there's yeah plenty of respect going around for it why do you think it's growing in popularity so exponentially 
Um, it was relatively small, um, I guess, pre-COVID, honestly. It sounds really weird to say, but COVID was a very good thing for sim racing. It meant that everybody was at home, uh, often playing games. Racing drivers uh, weren't able to go out and race on the weekends, so they had to take to their living room. And as a result, we ended up with lots of big events. Um, we ended up with, um, yeah, lots of, I guess, large competitions that paved the way for what we have now um, with, yeah, like say, Rensport and ESLR1. Um, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have come to fruition had none of that happened. Um, that being said, though, since then, it's continued to grow. Um, it's not like uh, it dropped off completely in popularity after that happened. So, um, yeah, you know, we're still on the upward trend. Um, and for sure, while it did have uh, a part to play, um, it's for sure very, I guess, natural um, growth now. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's slowly getting more accessible. You, you talked a little bit about the bridging the gap. Can you explain a little bit what you mean between the virtual and real world most sports? Like how, how is esports helping to bridge that gap? And what exactly is the gap, I guess? Um, yeah, so when it comes to bridging the gap uh, between, I guess, sim racing and real racing, um, the elements that come together to make that happen, obviously um, manufacturers are getting involved, right? Um, it's not only Porsche. Uh, while Porsche was one of the uh, kind of initial manufacturers to properly get involved in um, in sim racing, and that you know brings us together in that way. Like for example, I'm here this weekend. Um, had Porsche not been involved, uh, I feel like far less um, uh, esports drivers would be here doing this. For example, right, we're, we're getting to show um, the general motorsport community sim racing um to to kind of give them i guess that hands-on experience which changes the perspective completely um there's been plenty of people that that come in spe uh, skeptical um of sim racing and the moment they drive it uh you know they they sit in the seat and they start driving they don't want to get out um and i feel like that's the the infectious part about that and that's for sure uh, a large uh kind of factor in in how strongly I guess the different disciplines come together. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by the level of competition in esports racing and how it compares to traditional motorsport. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, from the uh, competition standpoint, the difference between sim racing and real racing isn't, I guess, too too dissimilar. But for sure, the the level of competition um, is higher. Um, in esports, and uh, I can confidently say that there's so much more preparation time that we have. Um, there's so many fewer elements um, that we can change. For example, in um, in ESLR one, um, which is a, a new series run by uh, ESL in comparison in um, collaboration with Rensport, that's essentially the biggest championship that we've uh, that we've ever had in sim racing. Um, uh, kind of putting us on that world stage properly. Uh, that finished last weekend, um, but yeah, the um, the the competitive element um, is for sure high there. You know, you have uh, short races. Uh, we have unlimited practice time. Essentially, uh, the cars are extremely similar. Obviously, we have BOP as well as GT3, um, but that's done extremely well. And I feel like in uh, sim racing, you can also do that to a higher level than you can in, in real racing. Um, and as a result, you know, we can have an entire field separated by uh, two tenths. 
um, of 12 cars. So there's something that for sure doesn't necessarily happen um, in real racing anywhere near as much. There's so many more elements. Um, and I guess we come into a race weekend far more prepared as a driver. And that's not because real races, like, uh, real races don't uh, prepare. That's not true at all. They do. Um, but it's just we have more time um, to do that. And we have more time to um, perfect all those tiny little things. Um, and as a result, it produces, a, I guess, a more competitive kind of uh, spectacle. But the fact that there are more elements in real racing also has its benefits there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for sure, um, I feel like esports is more competitive. Um, it's for sure more mentally draining physically. Absolutely not. That's no question. Um, but, uh, but mentally there, there really is so much that goes into it. Um, I mean, I guess you touched on this slightly there, but what would you say are the unique challenges that esports presents over kind of a traditional motorsport environment? Um, yeah, I would say that the unique elements that sim racing provides uh at least for us as drivers one element for sure is um kind of just the general environment that you're in um you know for example for us um at a uh the land event we had last weekend in munich you're sitting there on a stage um with 11 of your other competitors uh you can see each other while you're racing you know you got cameras going around lights are changing it's a show you hear the crowd um in motorsport you're kind of locked away in your car right you uh you have direct contact with your engineers but really that's it um you know if they don't talk to you you have no other distractions um so you kind of have to i guess mentally train yourself to be able to block out all that extra other stuff and, and really have tunnel vision on what you're focusing on um which i guess for sure is a, a different i guess skill to have yeah it's all good um that, you know speaking to um irl racing drivers you know so much of it is about teamwork and preparation is the teamwork element as um prevalent in the virtual world of racing uh absolutely team element is uh is strongly there maybe it's not quite as um i guess uh competitive you could say as it is in the real world there's so many people that have to come together to make something work here for example a pit stop you know you need uh what is that like eight or ten guys to or people to be able to uh come together synchronize to make it happen the way that it needs to for us the game does that for us um but for sure there's still a lot of um of team elements uh for us there uh you know we have uh for example in in this series um in r1 we have uh, four drivers we're all working together, trying to push ourselves um, to try and get the most out of each other. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, we're racing a driver's championship, but it's important for us as a team as well to do well. Um, and we help ourselves to do that. Um, but then there's also people in the background. Um, you know, we, we do have, um, you know, maybe some drivers that are then doubling as engineers um, that can maybe help us look at telemetry. Uh, you know, all those squiggly lines you see in uh, real motorsport, we have those too um and uh use that to try and uh, propel ourselves forward even more um but it's there's for sure less people um involved than there is in uh in uh, a team like Porsche Penske uh, underneath us at the moment um but uh but yeah we, we still all kind of have to come together to get the job done at the end of the day and it's far more prevalent in the endurance racing we do um at the end of every year we have uh, the virtual Le Mans series which is um the official 
uh, sim racing counterpart of the uh, the WEX season um, run by the ACO. And uh, in there, obviously, we have endurance races, right? So we have um, a far more strategic and setup-based uh, direction. Obviously, speed as a driver is important, but um, sometimes it's a little bit easier to find speed out of the car by making those changes or um, you know improving the strategy just a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, there's, um, I guess, less people that come together in some racing to, I guess, get the job done. Um, yet still, the, the effort is there from everybody. But, um, yeah, like... A, a well-oiled team here at Real Racing uh, is for sure uh, much harder to manage. Let's talk a little bit about your career. How did your passion for racing games eventually lead you to professional esports? Yeah, uh, my career is a, I wouldn't say a different one. Um, a lot of people had a very similar approach to me. Um, you know, I started go-karting when I was uh, seven back in Australia and um, yeah, uh, I was basically hooked on motorsport. Um, my family was always very invested in it, um, and I had fun doing it too. I'd played a few racing games uh, back then, not so much. Um, I kind of started properly playing, I guess, the, the F1 games and stuff back in 2010 through uh, 2013. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it, it started to, I guess, uh, turn into something a little more serious when I went to iRacing. I used it as a bit of a tool to try and help me um, with my karting, just with racecraft or whatever. That was uh, an area that I definitely struggled in. I would say now it's probably one of my strongest traits. And yeah, then, you know, in uh, I think maybe it was 2017, I qualified for my world's first world championship. And that was really the point in which I started to take it more seriously. Back then, it wasn't uh, big enough to become a career, but um, for sure, it was something that um, I wanted to pursue. And uh, I'm a competitive person, so I always wanted to get the most out of myself in whatever it was I did. Um, 2019, I won my first two world championships and that was for sure the, the turning point for me where um, it started growing enough to the point where uh, I could move to Germany where I've been living for three years and, and pursue this as uh, a career um, rather than being a hobby. Um, so I guess uh, things happen quite quickly in that time period. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it at all and um, there's, I guess, so many things that came together that had thought to, for it to end up working out the way it did. Um, but yeah, I would say a conventional uh, path to professional esports um, from the, the racing standpoint. Lots of people come through karting and, and maybe they run out of money and they, they turn to sim racing instead. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of similar for me, but um, the passion and the drive is there just from a competitive element. And, um, Whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm always going to put 110% into it. And um, yeah, sim racing is no different. And I'm thankful to be able to call this my career, my profession. Mm. What was your most memorable competition and why? Ooh, most memorable competition. It's difficult, honestly, because there's there's been um, a few that are certainly highlights for me. Um, first one would probably be uh, winning the inaugural Virtual Le Mans uh, race. Um, so that was the Le Mans 24 hour that was held on, um, R Factor 2, the first one in, uh, June, 2020, I believe that was when, um, you know, they canceled the real one for COVID and, um, they decided to run a virtual one. Everyone came together. Um, that was our first race properly with Porsche and yeah, managed to win that one, which was awesome. Um, alongside, um, uh, Tommy Oscar, my teammate at the time, uh, Ayn Chungguven and Nick Tandy, Nick, who's racing here in, in LMDH and, um, I and John is doing a bunch of GT3 stuff this year, so 
it was cool to be able to work with those guys and learn some things and and get to i guess experience the porsche way a close second though would have to be winning my second um porsche tag esports super cup championship i'd won the the first season the second season didn't go to plan at all um i ended up second but i just fell short too many times from unforced errors and that was something i wanted to to try and work on um for the next season and it became one of my most consistent seasons that I'd ever had and, and won the championship with a round to go. Um, and as a result, that was something that I guess I was um, proud about because it showed the progression. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's honestly extremely difficult between those two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're probably, uh, they're probably even level for me. How does it feel when you win? What, what's your kind of celebration process? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my celebration is probably a bit different to some people. Uh, a lot of people burst out in emotion and um, elation and uh, cheering and fist pumping and doing whatever. Often for me, it's just a sigh of relief. Um, knowing that you did it, you know, and um, that all the work wasn't for, for nothing in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I show that uh, that emotion and that joy, but honestly, a lot of the time, I just kind of sit back and just just smile and um, take it in and, and, yeah, have a sigh of relief, honestly. Uh, it's, it's probably not the best for the cameras, but uh, it's how I do things. No, I hear it. I get it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how the Porsche team contributes to your, the Porsche team contributes to your performance? Um, yeah, absolutely. Porsche as a brand coming in and, and you know, working with uh, Coen Esports, it's helped us uh, from a competitive element. It's helped us from an organization standpoint, which also helps us in um, performing as drivers on the day, right? We're, we're worrying about less. We're, um, you know, our daily schedule, for example, um, you know, the, maybe the people that we need to talk to at the meetings or whatever. That's all pre-organized. Um, we just kind of show up, do it, um, and we can focus on our driving as a result. From like a, a pure sporting element, you know, we're working on things to, to try and also help elevate that. Um, I guess for the moment, we've kind of just uh, stuck to our, I guess, competitive direction that we've, that we've always taken um, that's given us success in the past years. Obviously, times change, right? Um, as things get more professional, as things get more stressful, um, maybe you need to start bringing in people to, to help with that. And yeah, I'm sure that's something that we're working on, but yeah, for sure from an organizational standpoint, it's, um, it's helped a lot and, and also just getting to, to meet different people and, um, I guess propel sim racing in that way. Uh, I feel like has been the biggest, uh, positive, um, from this collaboration for sure, but. Um, yeah, like I say, I'm grateful to be here and very thankful to Porsche for trusting in us to give them the success that the brand deserves. And um, yeah, we're working hard to make that happen. How do you maintain your competitive edge and how do you kind of keep that consistent performance? You may have touched on this already, but I'm kind of intrigued to hear. Um, yeah, keep, like keeping the, the competitive edge, it uh, can be tricky at times, but honestly, a lot of it is just continuously working at it. Um, not giving up, looking at things different ways sometimes. You can't just necessarily just do laps over and over and over again um, without trying something new, without changing something in your driving um, just to see if it works or it doesn't. 
from a mental perspective, I guess that's probably where it's harder. You know, when you have quite condensed seasons and um, you're essentially driving, you know, six hours a day, um, it puts a lot on your mental strength, um, which is uh, an area that we can all improve in uh, as drivers, um, me included, because that's, yeah, honestly, probably the most important element out of all of this. But yeah, like, you know, having that, not only does it help you on race day, but um, it helps you keep going and it helps you stay competitive and stay hungry. For me, actually, I haven't necessarily really had an issue yet with um, losing that uh, competitive drive to win. Obviously, there's some days you have low days, some days you have high days, um, and it, it's important to, I guess, ride that wave, you could say. Um, and make the most of it when it's there. Uh, that's obviously going to happen. You're not always going to be 100% into it every day, and that's okay. But yeah, sometimes it can it can be harder. But um, yeah, just honestly, just keeping your eye focused on the end goal and wanting to to win and get the most out of yourself. Um, that's yeah, that's kind of what keeps me going. And like for example, for me, um, in ESL R1, I didn't win. I didn't have the greatest end to the season. Um, ended up P4, which is which is good, and it's something to be very proud of, um, for sure. So I need to take those those little uh, little wins, but um, for sure as a driver, I want more. Um, and going into next season, that's something that's driving me to um, improve on myself. Even you know now uh, there's a little bit of time off, but I can't help but keep, keep thinking about sim racing and wanting to drive. So uh, yeah, like I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of forcing myself not to 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 take this time just to reset a little bit and and um, enjoy. But yeah, uh, it's kind of always something that's going on in my mind, and um, yeah, uh, hopefully that doesn't end anytime soon. Looking ahead, what are your goals and aspirations for esports racing, and how do you see the industry evolving? Um, yeah, honestly, like my I guess aspirations for for sim racing as an esport moving forward is obviously just for it to continue to grow. You know, this year we've already uh, had more LAN events than we've had in the last three years. LAN events, uh, on-site events. Um, so, you know, uh, held by an organization and you're you're there in person with the other drivers uh, racing, putting on a show in a different, different element. Um, but for sure seeing more of that, which is something that, again, um, ESL and Rensport are, are for sure pushing forward. Um, as a new platform, they have the ability to try these new things um, and build the game around it. But um, for sure, we'd, uh, I'd like to see more of that. Um, and it is the direction we're going. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but uh, the more people that are coming in and getting involved and enjoying it, the the more likely there are that more people are willing to watch it. And more people, the more people that are interested, the the more benefit it is to run more of them. So. It's, uh, it's a slow growth, but it's a growth nonetheless. But for sure, looking forward to the future of, of sim racing and esports, uh, it looks bright. Um, you know, we have the interest. It's a matter of just keeping it going. And um, yeah, I'd love to see more of those, more of those LAN events and, and more, I guess, uh, hype around the, the sport itself because it can be exciting. Um, it means throwing different formats at it, sure, um, which is something that, ESL and, and Rensport have already done and it proved to be super exciting uh, it was a format that we'd never seen before in sim racing and while that means that maybe sometimes we deviate away from the norm uh, in uh, motorsport it's uh, it'll work out for sim racing and that's where it kind of branches out to become its own thing yeah 
I really look forward to the future and witnessing the the continued growth and hopefully I'm along for the ride as long as I can be. Fantastic. Josh Georges, thank you so much for taking the time to join us at The Edge. It was really fascinating to hear more about esports um, and good luck with everything in your future career. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it and it's been a pleasure being here talking with you guys and um, maybe, maybe we can do it again at some time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. If you'd like to listen to more episodes like this one, have a listen to our interviews with racing drivers Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, and Alexander Rossi. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you so much to Joshua Rogers for joining us. I'm your host, Theo van Embruka, and I'll be back next month with another episode of The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.